0: G'day, g'day, welcome back to another episode of A Lot To Talk About. It's your boy, the captain of the ship, the man in charge, Bradley J. Drybra, and I'm very excited to be sitting here for a solo potty today. Now, this content has been crafted, crafted over the course of the last few weeks um, with a purpose, a purpose to stand on stage and deliver this as part of my keynote. Taken a very exciting step in my career as a storyteller by signing with a speaking agency, which means that I'll hopefully be getting a lot of opportunity to stand on stage and share my story around the country and, and hopefully soon enough around the world, which is something I've, I've always been really honest about wanting to do more of. And you know, I'm now getting that opportunity. So as I've sat and written this keynote, I thought, why not come to the people who have supported me since day one of this storytelling journey? And that's you lot, a lot of you that listen to the podcast or watch it. And in this case, this will be audio only. But essentially, I want to give you a bit of context. So when I stand on stage, I spend the first 15 to 20 minutes of that sharing my story with the audience. And I think that's important. I think it's important to earn the respect of the people in the room, to allow them to see life through my lens, to understand my perspective, and to hear a little of what life has been like for a 26-year-old man who was born with and has lived with cystic fibrosis for his whole life, the adversity I faced, the challenges I've had to overcome and all of the lessons that it's taught me along the way. Now many of you who follow this podcast or have watched me stand on stage before or have heard my journey through the 42 for CF marathon stories will know what my story is about and I'm not going to bore you with that again Um, if you haven't. Um, There are plenty of episodes of the podcast where I share that, or I've shared my story in other people's shows, so you can go back and listen. But essentially, you're not going to need to understand that today. What I'm going to deliver to you here is 10 to 15 minutes of content that takes the key elements and learnings from my life and breaks them down. I've broken it down into two topics that I believe to be of real importance and value and hopefully have a positive and profound impact for all of you listening here today. The first of those topics I'm going to kick off with in a minute, but first, let's roll an intro. Identify and craft a purpose for your life. Firstly, it's important that you understand what purpose actually is. Purpose gives life meaning. It's easy to confuse purpose with goals Where goals are measurable and specific, purpose can't be measured. It serves as an internal compass directing you on your life quest. It's meant to be overarching as it brings meaning to all areas of your life. And for me personally, I believe that my purpose is to uplift and inspire hope in others through story. Now that statement there is immeasurable, whereas one of the goals that may relate to that purpose is to stand on 10 stages this year and deliver a keynote to an audience. That can be measured and it is time and context specific. Now, it's important to note that the goal I just mentioned can be taken away from me and COVID was an incredible example of that. The goal to physically stand on 10 stages in front of an audience was hindered by lockdown laws. Now, on the other hand, my purpose and your purpose can't be taken away from us. No matter the circumstance, purpose can be worked into your life by design, And it can be molded to fit your circumstances that's why it gives life such rich meaning and is so incredibly powerful now you may be sitting here and hearing this thinking well i don't think i have a purpose for my life now if that's you don't feel embarrassed or ashamed because i can tell you that at stages in my life i've shared that exact thought that's why i want to share a few very simple and practical tools with you so that you can start to craft a purpose for your life now before i do I want to remind you that what's simple in theory can be challenging in practice and it's important to be realistic about that. However, the best moments and realizations in this life are found on the other side of fear, pain and discomfort. And that's why I highly encourage you to embrace the quest of crafting purpose as much if not more than the act of discovery itself. Now, a great starting point to keep you honest in your process actually comes from a theory shared by the wonderfully inspiring psychologist, Mel Robbins. I heard Mel say that she believes we all share the same purpose in life, to share the truest version of ourselves and to be seen as that. Now, I actually tend to agree with her on this, and whilst I want to go a little deeper with you all, I believe that what Mel's getting to is that your purpose must be your own, You can't look to others to find your meaning in life and it has to be true to you or it won't serve you. So to develop that, I found two questions that served as great tools in crafting my own purpose. Now, like many of the insights I share, I've learned this from someone far wiser than myself. The incredible Jay Shetty suggests that you ask first, what am I passionate about? And second, how can I use this passion to be of service to others? Now, let me repeat that again. What am I passionate about and how can I use this passion to be of service to others? For me personally, it'd be fair to say that storytelling has been my longest and dearest passion. From the moment I could speak, read, write and draw, I found a lifelong love in stories. After starting my podcast and reconnecting with that love, I discovered how it could be used in service of others. Uplifting and inspiring hope in others who listened to my show gave me a sense of meaning that no paycheck ever had. I truly felt like I hadn't found a reason for being, which ultimately allowed me to embrace my truth and my authentic story as I had in the earlier years of my life. Now, through fMRI technology, which is functional magnetic resonance imaging, we now know that serving others activates the same parts of the brain that are stimulated by food and sex. Experiments show evidence that altruism is hardwired in the brain and it's pleasurable. Now, in simple terms, that means that serving others is directly associated with a greater sense of meaning and happiness. Now, I need to repeat that because it's so important. Serving others is directly associated with a greater sense of meaning and happiness. A quick exercise to confirm that is if you observe the people in your life who give without expectation and willingly serve the greater good, I guarantee you'll recognize that many of them live happier lives. Now there's a disclaimer to all of this. It's likely that you won't find the answer right away. Remember what I said at the beginning of this point about embracing the beauty of the quest more than the destination? Well, that's because there are many forks in the road of this quest we call life. At times you'll take wrong turns that lead down dead-end roads, and when you do, it's important to remember that when you find yourself where you're not meant to be, you're one step closer to finding the right direction to where you're meant to go. The path of great resistance only allows us to grow and that's the perfect segue to my next point of discussion, developing the attributes of resilience and courage. Now when I was born with cystic fibrosis, a doctor sat down in front of my parents and told them that your son would be better off with a terminal illness, cystic fibrosis will ruin his life. Others thought it to be a death sentence and at best a mountainous challenge to face. My family chose to be motivated by it, and I chose to be grateful for it. Cystic fibrosis has been an incredible blessing and such a great teacher. It's developed a sense of resilience and character in me that feels unbreakable, and it's given me a bloody good story to tell. I wanna let you in on a little secret that some of you may know, and if you don't, I promise you that one day you'll need to understand. In this life, pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. So choose your suffering wisely. Now every single one of us listening to this here today will face adversity, struggle and challenges on not one but many occasions in our life. Pain is unavoidable because life isn't perfect. Now if you have dreams, hopes and goals, which I know we all do, or if you love anyone or anything in this life, then you are susceptible to pain because it's possible for those things to be taken away from us. We all wear the scars of life's great pain, some wear scars that can't be seen but live below the surface, and others walk through life with rips and tears on their sleeves for the world to see. And it's okay to grieve and take time to understand your pain, it's actually a natural process that shouldn't be discouraged. But at a point in time, you must make a choice. Now that choice on one hand is you have the opportunity to recognise your pain and be crippled by it. Or the choice on the other hand is you recognize your pain and you choose to grow stronger in the wake of it. Now I know that for all of the pain I felt and faced in my life, I choose to grow stronger for it because being a victim of it does not serve me and it will not serve you. So what do I mean by choose your suffering wisely? Well, I mean take matters into your own hands. Look for what will challenge you and lean into it. At a point in my life when my lungs begin to bleed, I decided to train for a marathon. The suffering, or some would call it the sacrifice of waking to an alarm and pushing my body through a grueling run or workout, built resilience. So when I was rushed to hospital in the back of an ambulance a month out from the first marathon, with yet another bout of bleeding on my lungs, I chose to do the work so that I could put one foot in front of the other for 42.2 kilometers a month later. I was comfortable with the thought and feeling of being uncomfortable. Now another example would be to carve an hour into your schedule to study for an upcoming exam because I guarantee you the suffering or the sacrifice in preparation is far more favourable than the feeling of pain when you failed because you're unprepared on exam day. The same goes for honest conversations early in friendships or romantic relationships before the ship begins to sink. And there's a great saying that I want to share with you all and it's if you think the cost of hard work is too high, wait until you get the bill for regret. You have to choose your suffering wisely. Now, who here listening to this remembers being a kid and being told not to do something because you'd hurt yourself or you'd make a fool of yourself and just bloody doing it anyway? Because I know I sure do. And it's those moments that are often our first intentional interactions with the attribute of courage. You can even track back to unintentional moments of courage. You know, early moments of childhood when the fear and constant act of falling down didn't stop you from taking your first steps and becoming a little walking gremlin. But at some point in our lives, we began to be discouraged by what others thought of us, we watched as failure branded fear in others, and we began to fear failure ourselves and with that our bond with courage grew further apart. In many areas of my life I feel incredibly courageous. After all, I left a secure job at a successful point in my career to pursue purpose and passion with no way of paying my mortgage. Now, it wasn't my smartest move, but it was definitely a courageous one. Though like many of you may feel, who may feel at distance with courage, there are areas in my life which I let fear stunt my progress. Romantic relationships being one of those areas. It may come as a surprise to some of you, but I'm not exactly a Casanova. To my mates, that would come as absolutely no surprise. And in an episode of my podcast, I spoke to the retired Navy SEAL and attribute expert Rich DeVinny about that exact feeling. I described to Rich that in areas of my life in which I held sole control of my outcomes, I display great courage. However, in the areas of my life in which I hand a share of the control over to another person or group of people, I feel as though I'm missing the courage required to achieve success and flourish. That's when Rich gave me the 8 minute lecture I bloody well needed and opened my eyes to the truth of fear and courage. He reminded me that when considering the matter of my health, whilst I can control the discipline of waking up before 5 to go for a run, I've never been able to control the unpredictable nature of my chronic illness, cystic fibrosis. He reminded me that when it comes to the matter of my career, whilst I made the decision to leave my former career to pursue a path of purpose and storytelling, that I can't control how many people choose to hear me speak or to watch an episode of the podcast. He opened my eyes to the fact that nothing is ever fully in our control, that each of us display courage every day without recognizing it or giving ourselves the credit we deserve. It's knowing that courage is simply the art of recognizing fear and acting in spite of it. I need to repeat that. It's knowing that courage is simply the art of recognizing fear and acting in spite of it. So how do we continue to develop courage? Well, by leaning into fear and getting accustomed with it. Start by writing down what you're fearful of, and beside that, write a way that you can act courageously in spite of it. Now there's levels to this game, and if you're fearful of heights, I'm not asking you to face the boss and base jump off Everest as your first act of courage. If you feel compelled to do that, well power to you. But remember that we grow stronger in the gym when we put our muscles under load And with regular reps we build new muscle that allows that load to feel lighter in time. Courage is the same. The first step to tackling a fear of heights may very well be to stand at a height you're slightly uncomfortable with and control your breathing and thoughts. From there you could could progress to hiking up a mountain to see the view, you could take a helicopter ride, or you could even book a tandem skydive and so on. Now whilst all of these actions are incredible ways of developing courage, It's important to note that a strong sense of courage actually doesn't diminish all fear. It just develops the bravery necessary to deal with what life throws at us. And these skills are transferable to new fears and challenges that we're likely to face as life goes on. Remember when I referenced Mel Robbins' thoughts on purpose, and I spoke about being the truest version of yourself and being seen as that. Now it's quite possible that what we fear is holding us back from fully embracing this. Now, let's get a metaphorical hands up, or you can do it in your home car or wherever you are, if you've ever felt insecure, unvalued, disrespected, or even invisible. Now, my hands up, because I know I have, and in a world that glorifies the idea of perfection, it's only normal that you've battled with these emotions and feelings at points in time. Now, a few months ago, I was in one of the places that I do some of my best work, the shower. And I'm not talking about the work that some of your bloody dirty minds are thinking of. I'm talking about some of my best thinking. Now, I was feeling a little bit stuck on this particular day, as though my value wasn't being appreciated. So as I stood there and let the water run, I gave myself a simple question to answer. If I could have dinner with a 90-year-old version of me, what wisdom would he have to share with a 26-year-old version who feels a little unworthy right now? Now, within a minute, I told myself exactly what I'd needed to hear. If I could have dinner with 90-year-old me, I know we would tell me that I'm as amazing and as valuable as I'll ever need to be. That perfection is a myth, that time is a blip, that tomorrow is not promised, that the present is a gift. That comparison will blind you because you can only be as beautiful as you allow yourself to see. That you are unique because you're meant to be. That humanity is incredibly lucky because it has you, that life is challenging and nothing's guaranteed. That it only gets harder when you speak ill of yourself and look for bad in the world. That the quicker you believe you can be all you want to be, the more you look for good in the world, and the sooner you'll see just how a lovely life can be. Life is like a pane of glass. It's never too late to wipe it clean and see life through a new lens. Remember that like glass, what you touch is left with a mark of who you are and what you stand for. So be kind to yourself and do good in the world. So I challenge you to that same thought and that same exercise. Ask yourself the question, what is holding you back from actualizing your hopes and dreams that the 90 year old version of you would regret? Now I wanna share one last story with you all on this point. During some of my time on hospital wards, I've had the privilege of meeting and spending time with some beautifully inspiring humans. There's two in particular who I love to talk about. Their names are Krishnan and Ernie. We'll start with Ernie. Ernie was staying in a room full of fellas down the hall from me. I was 23 years of age at the time and to keep my lungs safe from infection, I'd been given a room to myself. Now at 2pm every day, the bell would ring and they'd bring the tea and Bicky Carter around. And Ernie would collect his tea and biscuits and come knock on my door and I'd invite him in to have that cuppa and chat. Ernie had terminal cancer and he didn't have long left in his life. I remember when we spoke, and most days it was super present to me that the silly insecurities and fears that so often drown our spirit don't serve you in the end. Ernie only spoke of the things that he found great meaning in, the people he loved and the adventures that fueled his fire for life. Now, Krishnan, we were both nine years of age at the time when we met at Sydney Children's Hospital, I was receiving some routine treatment from my CF and he was months into a battle with leukaemia. I found my place in a shared room on that ward in a bed just across from Krishnan. I was blessed that my parents were falling asleep on chairs next to my bed every evening, they bought me nice food for lunch and dinner every day, and they made sure I never felt alone or scared at any point in my two weeks stay. Krishnan never had family around, he was often so sick after chemotherapy that he'd wet the bed and he often went hungry because he didn't like the hospital food. Yet that cheeky ear-to-ear grin never left my friend's face. My parents decided to look look after him like he was their own in that two weeks, and I believe that we all left that hospital better people for knowing Krishnan. It's as though his actions told an unspoken story of hope, positivity and perspective in the face of fear. My friend Krishnan was truly courageous, and i never go along without thinking of my friend, and whether he's still here with us or looking down on us from a place of joy and rest. Ladies and gentlemen, what I can't do for you is tell you what your future holds. But I can promise you there will be mountains to climb, but at the top of each mountain is a view that's made all the more beautiful for the fact that you willed your way to the top. You are the author of your story, so write what you wish to read. But remember that your pen cannot write what your mind cannot see. I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast and I want to encourage you to keep believing and don't stop working for what you deserve. Please give this a five-star rating and a raving review. It's not a secret, so share it with your family and friends on social media and please subscribe to the show on Spotify or Apple, wherever you're hearing this. It means the world to me that you all see value in the show and choose to listen and spend your time here with me. I'm so excited for what the future holds and I'm incredibly privilege to take you all along on that journey. Take care and have an incredible rest of your day.